Welcome to the Eileen Marks Podcast, with the heart to engage with women on the reality of life, the good, the bad, and the not-so-flattering. Eileen will explore all things women, discussing issues all women face with truth, reality, and rawness. Eileen will cover topics like marriage, parenting, emotions, health, and spirituality. Join Eileen and special guests as they explore the God-given influence women have in the world. Everybody, welcome to day two of incredible episode starring my bride. This has been so special. Co-starring. Co-starring. Thank you. But you're my star. Thank you. 32 years. You guys, uh, welcome to the Victim Mark Show. And we are talking about our visit to the border last week. I mean, we got back this week, but we, we were down there a little bit. Night after night, going out to the front. Mm-hmm. And please stay tuned for what God is wanting to speak to your heart regarding really what he's doing. We're going to share insights that you're not going to hear on major networks or news or whatever. And and even if you go to our website or social media, you'll see pictures and videos of shocking things. But yet, for the work that God has called us to do, it's it's another lane of operations that we go, wow, we're supposed to be here. So stay tuned for today's episode of The Victor Mark Show. Well, babe, thanks for, one, being my co-founder uh, in this ministry now. What, 19 years, 18, 19 years? Uh, Actually, this year would be 19 years. Wow. In June. Yes. Amazing. It has flown by. Mm-hmm. And wow, we, we started off in youth prisons and at-risk youth, and it has just grown. Although we've never stopped doing that, our tent pegs have expanded, and we've been doing work not only in the U.S., but now overseas, mm-hmm. uh, Syria, Iraq, uh, even done work in Europe. So what we're sharing today, yesterday and today, is the crisis at the border of Texas uh, or the southern border uh, into Mexico. We spent time in uh, the valley, the Rio Grande Valley, which is, I mean, an unbelievable gateway of human trafficking, drugs, smugglers, murders, mm. and people dying trying to get to the U.S., which if you didn't listen to yesterday's broadcast, please go back, go to victormarks.com forward slash show and listen to the podcast of, of what we shared yesterday. It was heartbreaking and shocking, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Just the sh- first start with the sheer number of people coming in, unchecked, unstopped, because they can. Our federal government has instated uh, a policy that allows people just to come into the U.S., which the cartels are taking advantage of in order to provide a smoke screen or cover for them to bring in drugs and other things that uh, nefarious characters, weapons, but the drugs is what's killing the most people in the U.S. Those of you listening, did you know that somewhere around 80,000 people died last year in the U.S. for overdose on these drugs? And that should capture everybody's attention. Honey, when we were down there and you guys... Uh, we do operations mainly at night. We do daytime things, but my, nighttime is when uh, most people are crossing over in small rafts. And not everybody makes it 
people don't understand. You, if a little raft flips or if somebody falls out or if it's overcrowded, uh, there are babies. There are kids on there. There are you know older people even. So there are people that die in the river, and then people also die from what we saw firsthand. What was it? Heat. We had people coming up, and the first thing they're saying is agua. Agua. They were dehydrated. They were so dehydrated. Oh, it was, it was horrible looking. Because remember, not only the journey does it take to get to the border, but then you have to be staged. You have to wait for the time to cross. And we don't know all the details. We're going to find the details out by your prayers and support. If God opens the doors, we're going to be doing work on the other side of the river in cartel country. I mean, that's a lively bunch. One of the nights we were there, we witnessed a gunfight. And it wasn't just small caliber. It was, they had some armament, which, uh, you know, we, when we go, just so people know, we, we do often wear body armor and uh, carry personal protection. So, yeah, it was very sad to see these people crossing over. And we're talking little moms with children, children with no one, no adults. Uh, and then the worst bunch that we were at, absolutely able to capture on video and if you haven't seen this it's men crossing into our country with children that aren't theirs incredibly disturbing because these children if they could speak with their eyes oh they were saying help me yeah and you guys you, you must understand uh, some of these kids are beaten tortured raped mm. uh and they're just tiny and and yet they're used to get men into america because if you come into America, the current policy, if you come into America with a child, no questions asked, you are allowed to come in. They will not turn you back. And I was even told by one Border Patrol officer who was visibly upset telling me, he just goes, there are some places in their organization where they're not even allowed to ask the man, is that your child? It's just a given. So I'm thankful that we were in a place with a good task force, the National Guard, Texas National Guard, that actually intercepted a group of these men with children and were turned over to the authorities. But you guys, we have to pray, and we have to continue doing the work. So we're we're down there. We're about to we're about to launch a base of operations. If people continue to pray and support the work like y'all are doing, which is amazing, we told everybody yesterday we are stunned at the amount of prayer and support that we're getting right now, which only tells us this is the heart of God, right? So there are things that we're doing down there that will be large scale, that will require much prayer, continued support, and we will provide opportunity for those, I'm going to say this very carefully, for those that may feel called to go down and do short-term mission work, even a few days, a week, or whatever, there were some of you that will pass our selection and qualification that requires coming to Colorado Springs here at our headquarters at our leadership training center and get trained up before we allow you to go. Uh, this is a delicate situation because you're dealing with children, women, vulnerable, also as a level of risk. Because let me tell you a little bit about the cartels. Smuggling routes into the U.S. and through the Mexico border, It look, it's existed for hundreds of years. The Mexican cartels began to take on a much longer role, actually in the late 1980s, after the U.S. government agencies broke up a Caribbean network used by Colombian cartels to smuggle cocaine. And uh, 
we had friends actually on that, those operations that stopped that nonsense. Now, the Mexican gains eventually shifted from being couriers for the Colombians to forming their own organization of wholesalers. So the U.S. government, despite waging a war on drugs and conducting counter-narcotics efforts, we've made very little progress in reducing demand for illegal drugs. In 2016, listen, Americans spent almost $150 billion on cocaine, heroin, marijuana, methamphetamine. That, I mean, that was that's 50% more than just in 2010. Meanwhile, growing use of synthetic opioids, including fentanyl, has contributed to a public health crisis. I just mentioned, you know, over 80,000 people died of overdose. Now, some of you are going, well, you know, growing pot in America and it being legalized should lower the demand from other countries. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it being legal is increasing the demand because now the average person goes, well, you know what? I can smoke, get high, recreationally, do whatever I want, and it's not illegal. And just so y'all know, our personal position, we are for marijuana being used for medicinal purposes, uh, especially PTSD, people with cancer. There is an absolute use. But we think it's foolish. We'll always have that position to think people can just use it recreationally uh, without there being a consequence in the whole aspect of this. Again, you may sit in your living room, smoke your hookah, get loaded, but what did it take to get there? Uh, it was supporting the cartels. So the cartels are willing to supply the demand no matter what innocent families, women, and children may end up having to pay a cost of business, and that's what we're dealing with on the border. And right now, again, the demand is higher than ever. Uh, what we've learned is the three main cartels that fight over territory on the Mexican side of the border uh, for smuggling routes and human uh, trafficking. They have falcons, mules, hitmen, that's the Sicarios, lieutenants, and I'm telling you, it's as organized and structured as any organization uh, paramilitary group you want to uh, believe. So we are there on the border making a difference as a first point of contact. Our teams are taking the risk. And again, we feel like this is God's desire for us at this time. Uh, now, Eileen, when you hug those children, when you're giving them water, I see it on social media and in emails and letters we get. Moms are saying, thank you, Eileen. Hug them for us. Mm -hmm. Hugs are powerful. Hugs are such powerful. They're so healing. And I know the women that are responding, I am hugging for them. Yeah. Because I know if they were there, they would be doing that as yeah. well. And, and for those people who, they don't have eyes there for us. When we see, I mean, we have five children. Yeah. We have four grandbabies, four granddaughters. It is so easy to bring them a simple hug and a touch and to see that this can change their their world because here they are in a brand new country. So you talked about um, the hugs, and I know that uh, as a mother, there are so many mothers who've been responding, and I know they would do the same thing if they were there. 
because it's a child. It is, it is an innocent child. And those hugs can be so powerful, so healing. So that is something that is so easy to do. Yeah. And you've been doing that since Iraq, mm. uh, hugging girls who were held captive by ISIS as sex slaves and witness experience horrific things. And uh, one thing I do see a lot when you hug is these children and young ladies start crying. They weep. Mm. I think you give them hope. I mean, it's the, you're the physical hands, and you give them a hug from God, and they can sense that. It's been interesting over the years to see how people started calling you a mother of nations because of your love that you have, regardless of people, country, race, religion. None of that matters to you, mm-hmm. um, and you're willing to risk your life in order to be in those places where uh, bad things happen in order to show them love. And, and I've witnessed it firsthand. Uh, you know, I wish I was more of a hugger. I'm the guy that likes to step back a little bit with my dog and, and a weapon to make sure the area is clear of bad people. Uh, and, I w- you know what? <laughs> I would say you're the protector. Okay. And we yeah. need that. So... You know, it's interesting. Hugs are universal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where we go, anywhere in the world. Yeah. They speak the same language. And it's such an honor and privilege that we get to go into these places and be God's hands. Because every time I hug somebody, I know it's God saying he loves them, he cares about them. Yeah. Well, what what can people do to help us? Right now, many people want to come down with us, Mm -hmm. and we're not quite in the position to allow people to come down right yet, but you always say pray for us. Let's be honest. A lot of people and organizations say pray for us, but they really don't mean it. Mm -hmm. It's a platitude to try to capture Christians' emotions. When we say pray for us, we really mean it. Oh right? boy! Oh yes, we oh because we know that we would not be able to go into these places, yeah, no. unless we were covered in prayer, unless God was going before us. So we mean it. We need it. We mean it. Yeah, and we've been in places where we knew if God didn't answer the prayers, we would either be killed, captured, not get through, stuck in multiple countries or whatever, and we we would let out a prayer request on social media, email, and just go, please pray. Um, or never even get to our destination to help those in need. So it really does, yeah, it does It matter. matters. And I think that when we get to heaven, we will see yeah. all the people who prayed, and they will all be partakers of everything that God's doing in the ministry. Yeah. Because they're part of this. Yeah. They're just Definitely. as much a part of it as we are. Uh, I would just say, people listening right now, Say, you know, we want to help stop sex trafficking. We want to help kids. Well, contact your foster care system. Contact CPS. Be trained and open up your home. I mean, people think that we just go out on these, you know, adventures and risk and all that. Look, we've had we've had kids in our home. We've had prostitutes in our home. We've had drug dealers. I mean, we went through a long I mean, we've been, we've been at this. We've been married over thirty years. We've been in this type of ministry for twenty. Uh, we've had killers in our home. We have discipled, you know, children who've, you know, one kid killed his parent, you know, his dad. And, I mean, listen. I, I know it's a saying: the bloom where you planted. 
And if God calls you to come to the border or go overseas or do something, he'll make a way. You won't be able to stop it. Uh, so I just we just say that because we get inundated with requests, and then we have people get mad. I want to piggyback on what you just said about praying. You know, as Americans, we are so privileged. We have so many rights. We have so many things access to us. And yet uh, marriages and families are falling apart. Yeah. So I think you're exactly right. It starts in the home. We have to pray for our family. We have to pray for our marriages, for our children, because we talk about drug abuse. It's the children, teenagers that are getting addicted to this. And I'm not saying that it's, you know, families, families are not the problem, but they can certainly be part of the problem when parents are absent from children's lives. So let's start there. Let's make sure our homes are shored up. Our families are strong. Our children are strong. And they're getting right messages. You know what? Time for a shameless plug. We just finished a marriage course that you can actually go online right now and sign up for. It's seven modules. We certainly weren't going to talk about this, but I mean, this makes sense. Uh, Strengthen and protect your family. That is always under attack. Because um, the same evil that rules the cartels is the same evil that's after your marriage, uh, your purity, uh, your parenting, uh, and it's it's about bringing destruction. So uh, go to victormarks.com and look for the marriage course. Mm-hmm. It's called Better Together Marriage Course. Yeah. So, honey, mm-hmm. um, are we preparing to go back down again? We are, and we have some pretty incredible things that we want to roll out. Should we talk about it here? No. Okay. For security reasons, I'm just going to say, yeah, no. Okay. Well, Uh, you know what? We we have solutions that we're excited that we're going to be able to actually implement down there. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, aspects of the federal government aren't supportive of our work uh, because— the video we made, and we actually respectfully called out the vice president, who's supposed to be the point person in charge of the border, and she's never gone. So we just called her out. Please watch the video that says, you know, we're inviting her down. We'd like to take her and show her areas that we work and where stuff is really happening and how she can help. Um, We're not holding our breath, but we still pray for her and our president, even though we have strong disagreements with their policy and positions, especially on moral things. So you guys, thank you for being part of what we do. This has been different. This has been so good. I'm going to ask you the questions I always ask, you know, at the end of my broadcast. So Mrs. Marks, I ask my guests these two final questions on every broadcast. First, what's your perception of me as your hmm. husband and man in ministry. Tell them the truth. Give the dirt. Victor, I have always seen you um, as one that loves people, that cares about people's eternity, salvation. In fact, even before we were married, you shared with me you were going into 7-Eleven with a clipboard and you made a little survey to try to make a connection with them to ask them about heaven. 
Um, oh, you have people coming in and out. I went into bars in 7-Eleven and parking lots. So creative. I mean, you. I definitely believe God has gifted you with the ability to communicate simple truths, um, to make people want to know more. Mm. It, you present the gospel message in such a, an appealing way. People do want more. And that has only grown because um, God has has brought you to places that a lot of people would never be able to get in. For example, you get a meeting with an imam who's responsible for over 300 million Muslims. Who has that opportunity? And, you know, you share your life. He calls you the man of the book. He sees that you um, are a religious man in his eyes, and that's very honorable. To you going to youth prisons, talking to these kids who've been troubled and... So, Victor, you live your faith out, and I'm always amazed that you're willing and your passion hasn't died out, and um, I, I get to be with you. It's an honor to be with you, so stop crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not crying. So, Victor, I think you're pretty amazing, and that's my story. All right. Thank you. I'm humbled by your words. Last question, my love, Mm -hmm. is we all die. What happens to Eileen Marks when she passes? Oh, my goodness. I get to be with... I get to be with my Lord and my Savior who saved me when I was 23. And I can't wait for that day. I mean, it's so real. I know it's real. And I'd never have a fear of dying because I know that's so real. It's, um, I'll be with him one day. Now you're crying. Now I'm crying. It's been tears, but they are flowing because I've seen that. I've seen that in you. Fearless. In places where people, even church people, Christians, stop having us come back and speak at their churches because the life we chose after years and years uh, made them uncomfortable and to all of you pastors out there that used to have us come and speak to your marriage conferences and all that you know what we don't live for you guys we never did we live for the Lord and uh, this one right here has more backbone and spine than the majority of men I've seen and know in ministry. Challenge me. Prove me different. Huh. Thanks for being my bride, my partner in ministry, uh, fellow team member, and definitely one of the most courageous and faith-filled people I know. I've seen you walk it out. <laughs> Not just talk about it. You've lived it, and I do know that when you go, and if you go before me, uh, there'll be a level of, I'll be so ticked off, but... uh, I'll be waiting for you. Yeah, and maybe the Lord will grant us our desire. To uh, go together. That that is my desire. Mm -hmm. But whether it's, you know, we're 95, holding hands, or whether the rapture comes, that would be our... we, We would hope that he'd come and get us all. You make me a better man for being married to you. 
and serving the Lord together. I would not be able to do or be who I am without you. And you certainly found your influence because you know who you are in Christ. And that matters. Well. Thank you. Got to wrap this up, folks. This has been very special. Thank you for being on the program today, my love. My honor. Yeah. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. And boy, if you want that assurance and that surety of heaven, just call out to Christ. Man, surrender your life to him. Quit trying to do it on your own. Let him be your prince of peace. Mm. If you're unsure about how to do that, just through talking to him, contact us at the ministry, victormarks.com. Send us an email. We have a number you can call us to. We'll, we'll make sure that you have that true understanding and peace that only God can give. And boy, he's able to cleanse and make new. He's done it for us. And give you purpose and passion for life in whatever lane he's called you to. So God bless you. Thanks for your prayer, support, and your love. Go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work Eileen is doing around the world with her husband, Victor, at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time, 